Amen. Today's scripture comes from the from Psalm 146, um, 5 through 10, and it reads, Happy are those who, who help, whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, the Lord sets free the prisoners, sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up to those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever, O God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this day and for all that you have blessed us with in it. Help us, O oh God, because we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm extra emotional today, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> um, today we begin to talk about joy. And in looking at it, oftentimes we, we, we begin to look at how joy is this feeling, this overwhelming happiness. Joy is, 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 is this, this emotion that, that causes us to jump up and down and, and, and spin in circles and smell the daisies and the roses. And, and, and for me, joy has to be something different than that because I can explain happiness as all of those things, but there is a distinct difference in joy and happiness. So me being me, I went ahead and began to look at various definitions from various places. And, and the two that begin to stick out that I would like to share with you is, uh, one, joy is a passion or emotion uh, excited by the acquisition or expectation of good. In this definition, I find that it's not just what you've seen. It's not just because things are perfect. It's not even because things are working out that you have joy, but it is the expectation that it will all work out, the very expectation that, that God will come through, the very expectation that, that the, the challenges that I now face is not the end of my story. The next definition I found, was from a student in, in a seminary, and, and they wrote that joy is the heavenly balm for earthly wounds. And it's amazing to me to consider the fact that, 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 that the, 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 the wounds that we sometimes experience in life, the hurts, the disappointments, the, the various things we encounter can be very well covered with the balm of joy. Therefore, joy has to be more than just an emotion. It has to be more 
than just a feeling. If we are saying that joy is rooted in the expectation of what is to come, the expectation of what can be, then, then we are also saying that joy might be the expectation of the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So joy in a lot of ways just might be, it's a theory I'm working with, be fueled by our faith. Faith in a God that is bigger than all the things that we may face. If we read a few verses up in today's scripture, it says, do not trust in princes, but trust in God. Don't, don't trust in the things that are finite. Trust in the things that are infinite. Don't trust in the things that have limited resources when you can trust in the God of unlimited resource. In short, even though things may look like they are crumbling around you, don't just trust in what you see. Trust in the God that you can see. Trust in the hand of the God that has come through time and time and time again. Trust in the God of Isaac and Jacob. Trust in the God of Noah. Trust in the God of the stories that we read every day in this Bible. Trust in the God that is bigger, better, and better than anything you can come across. I'll take it with me. There's a story that I think we've reviewed a few times in this church since I've been here. The author, forgive me, I don't have all my notes in front of me now. Hmm. Uh, the author of It Is Well actually wrote that song from the sea. He sent his four daughters and his wife uh, across the sea and he was stuck with business so he said I'll come later and when uh, they went on this voyage four days out they, they were hit by another ship and the ship sank and most of the people on the boat drowned except his wife was one of the survivors and so she sends a telegram to him and says hey you know God has given us these four children and now they're gone and so he gets on the boat and he begins to go and right about the place where the, the, the boat where his, his daughters passed away was struck, he began to look in the water and he began to compose this song. Uh, when peace like a river attempted my soul, when storms, I don't want to mess it up. Let's look at it. When storms like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul, it is well it is well with my soul. Brother Preacher, why would you bring that story up? We're talking about joy and you're talking about people sinking in boats. I, I'm, I brought it up because the, the, the faith and the strength of God, the joy of the Lord is my strength and the faith that I get from leaning into the strength of the God that, that said that he would be my strength when I had none propels you into a place where your perception should change, how you look at things should change, your expectation should change. And so even in the toughest situations, you still, you, st you still should be able to say hallelujah. You still should be able to say it is well with my soul. You still should have an expectation that God in the midst of all of this is doing something. And even if I can't connect all the dots, I will, I will take hold and believe in the one who can. It is well with my soul. 
when the, when, when the disciples were on the ship and Jesus was asleep in the bow and the storm came and they said, Jesus, wake up. You don't even care that we are about to die. And he says, ye of little faith and, and, and tells the winds and the waves to be calm. Imagine if they could look at the storm in the midst of it all and see a peaceful Jesus and have faith that if things were going awry, Jesus would know about it and just said, it is well with my soul. Imagine the change in your perspective, in your perspective, in your perspective. If you can look at the storms that are before you and say, it is well with my soul. When you can see uh, all the things coming at you and the world seem to be crumbling around you and you look and see a peaceful Jesus and say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing in this situation, but I know you're doing something. It is well with my soul. Imagine the change and how you would uh, go about your daily life if you could see the Lord, uh, uh, the, if your faith fueled your joy in such a way that it got you past your emotions. And though you felt your emotions, you weren't ruled and governed by them. It would be well with your soul. Maybe I should have titled this, this It Is Well With My Soul. It, it is amazing to me. I'm going to walk. It is amazing to me. It is amazing to me, it is amazing to me, it is amazing to me that if we could change how we see things and if we could truly understand that the scripture that says the joy of the Lord is my strength doesn't mean that everything is perfect, therefore I feel happy and therefore I feel strong in God. If we could change the way we see things in such a way that we look for God in every situation where we can stand in the midst of the storm and feel the breeze and say, oh my, my God is here. In the midst of a troubling time, if we could see somebody that is facing injustice and help them to seek justice, you might know that the Lord, your God, is there. If, if we could be in the midst of our own troubles and our own situations and find someone that's hungry and feed them, we would understand that if the Lord would send us to be his hands and feet in that situation, surely, oh surely, someone is headed my way because the Lord, my God, is still there. The scripture at the bottom says that he gives justice, he gives provision, he gives all of these things, and that is the story of our very lives that we are to tell others so that the joy of the Lord can truly be their strength. Three things. We need to find our joy, which means that we, under, we have to understand that it's not just an emotion. It is bigger than that. Amen. Amen. It is a, a faith and a knowing that God is doing something. Amen. Secondly, we can't be afraid to tell our story, even if our story is not one of all roses and daisies. We have to help, let people know that they are not by themselves, that storms didn't just fall on their house and didn't rain on ours. We have to be willing to give of ourselves to sacrifice even our vulnerable places so that others might see the salvation of God and hope and expectation that that too can be their story. Amen. And we must do the work. We must work as if God is coming back today. 
we must work with an expectation that, that, that even as we are God's hands and feet, that God is working something bigger that we can't see. We must work in expectation that just as God sent his only son all those years ago to die on that cross and then be raised again, that we might have life, that the scripture that says that he's coming back again it is true, it is final, it is in print, it is in stone. And if Jesus is coming back, I want him to find me working as he has called me to work. We must do the work in expectation, in joy, and in the strength of God. Amen. And so today, my title is Changed. And I started to mirror it after the, the song, I Know I've Been Changed. The angels in heaven have called my name, but I couldn't quite make it mold like I wanted it to mold. And so I'll say it this way. If we would allow the joy of the Lord, which is fueled by our faith in the Lord, to change the way that we see things, to change the way we react to things, to change the way that we go about serving in our day-to-day -day life, if we would allow the hope and the peace of God to transform, uh, uh, to transform us in such a way that it brings us joy, then what we will find is that in expectation of a risen Christ coming back, we will be the hands and the feet of Christ just as we were directed. We will live out the Great Commission in a way that we could have never expected. God will send us to places and to people that wouldn't normally hear our voices simply because we are walking in the expectation of what God could do if we just keep doing it God's way. People of God, let us get past our emotions. Let us get past how we feel. Let us get past they did this to me and they don't deserve whatever they don't deserve because we don't deserve Jesus. Amen. Let us get past the, the, the thoughts of, of what if and it should have been and, and, and they don't know me and you don't know my pain and you, you can't understand. Let, let us get past all of the what ifs and the shoulda, coulda, wouldas because the reality of it is if we rest in that place, we are trusting in the princes. We are trusting in human hands. We are trusting in the things that we can see when God is calling us to something greater, something bigger, something that we might not be able to to touch today, but might be very well be for not only us, but the generations that follow us in an expectation of what could be. Let us walk upright. Let us walk circumspectly. Let us walk in power. Let us chase after the Spirit of God with all that we have. Let us live the Great Commission. Let us uh, be bigger and better than we ever imagined in the strength of the God that is bigger and better than we could ever conceive. Let us forever be changed by the joy of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.